Takeout is cool, but delivery gets pricey. So, like a phoenix from the ashes, indoor dining is back at Forge Eatery. I use the analogy because the food is fire. It's a new approach to farm the table. No overalls, just dope food. Try my favorites, like the mushroom stew with pine nuts and ricotta, the cornmeal fried happy oysters, and the seared duck breast. Also, ask about the chocolate chip cookie tins. Mini chocolate chip cookies with a dusting of sea salt. Simply delicious. Head on over to ForgedEatery.com to check out the current menu options and make a reservation today. Forged is located at 3520 Chestnut Avenue in Hamden. Welcome to Getting to the Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee. And today's guest is the owner of MST Spot, a venue that is committed to using authentic British products, local vendors, and farm and seasonal organic produce. We have Emma Canoles. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Um, so obviously, we, we talked a little bit before uh, before we got started, uh, as I put in the inverted quotes. Um, so the proper British, the proper British experience. Describe that for us, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, the word proper in England is kind of how you use the word legit here in the U.S. So we're using it in a way that would suggest that it's suitable or appropriately appointed. Um, I like to joke that the English bit is that we make you line up and then charge you an arm and a leg for a cup of tea. Um, but the truth That's is great. that in England, it's a lot more accessible tea. And I found it really unaccessible in America. So we're just stripping away all of the hoity-toitiness, the tablecloths, all the frills, um, but hopefully adding a ton of charm. And as you say, those local seasonal ingredients, we have a mission to reintroduce people to their food sources um, and seasonality. And uh, we make people come up to the counter and order. Um, it's a co-creation. And uh, that's how we do it in England. And so that's what we're doing here. And that's the proper bit. That's a proper British experience. That's that's fantastic. Um, so a little bit more about the the, the story. How What brought you here to Baltimore like that's, that seems like a big change so what brought you to Baltimore well I've always traveled um and I was living in London with my ex-husband we were running a restaurant in Covent Garden they wanted a sister restaurant in America they headhunted him and they sent us over here uh we saw Fells Point first so I was like oh it's just like home this will be cool <laughs> um and yeah that's it very simple it was it was work so in in starting out the your your the spot you, how when did that start and when did you first open your doors well we opened in 2017 um because we had the restaurant originally i was raising the children and kind of keeping the homestead and whenever I would talk about um, wanting to open my own business, my ex-husband would say, that's nice, dear. And um, then after we got divorced, he, um, uh, I met my new husband and um, I was telling him the same spiel, you know, I want to open my own business. And uh, I expected him to pat my hand and say the same thing, but he didn't. He said, well, you better do that then. And so I was kind of put on the spot. Um, if I'm going to talk the talk, I better walk the walk. And he yeah. said that I'm not the person he thought I was if I didn't follow through. 
And uh, so the same year we got married, um, I actually, we, we originally were opening it together. Um, and then uh, Ben is an artisanal craftsman. He is uh, a slate and coppersmith. So he decided to also do his own thing. But <laughs> yeah, 2017, he pushed me to do it. And so here I am. Yes, it's time to make the tea, put the kettle on and all of that good stuff. <laughs> That's what uh, said. So, so as an entrepreneur, what would you say like a really good piece of advice that you've gotten that's really like stuck in your head that's been ingrained there that you're like, oh, you could always go back to that in driving what you're doing as a professional? Um, it's kind of, there's, there's three things really, but they all kind of around the same theme. Sure. And that is just do one thing and do it well. You know, your product should be concentrated to a few good things and then fully expressed and evolved within those boundaries. It's the same with your daily operations. You know, life can get overwhelming. So if you just take one thing and do it well, then you're always chipping away at it. Um, and then perseverance, you know, worry will only change things for the worse, but perseverance will always change it for the better. And if you can't move forward, you have to maintain. So um, if you stand your ground and you wait for the, you know, the way to open up, you can, you can just align with your higher potential. Um, and then the other thing is that if you don't take time for wellness, life will force you to take time for illness. So in order to really stay in control, you got to let go. And uh, that every day, whether it's leaving work to come home to switch gears to look after the kids, there's never enough time. There's never enough energy. There's never enough resources. Um, but if you allow yourself to focus on that, that's what's going to grow. So you have to just focus on the small mercies, the green lights you got on the way home and the nanny you didn't make way. And, you know, you, you just got to focus on that and persevere. Good. That's, that's uh, definitely um, usable, especially uh, during the last year and change. Take uh, to, to, to enjoy those small wins and uh -huh. take care of yourself. Ultimately, so uh, so so your, your tea spot is a very charming location. I enjoyed it, uh, and we'll be coming back soon um, in one way, shape, or form. Uh, so. How is your experience in being in business in Baltimore? How is the community taken to you, and how have you uh, how have you kind of been in been in, within the community, and how has that experience been for you? It's actually been really positive. You know, I'm fully aware that Baltimore has a reputation of sorts, but my experience has been one of camaraderie. The creativity here is huge. I crowdfunded twice. I was funded in within days. Um, you know, people want you to succeed and, um, it's cosmopolitan. People are creative. It's street level. It's just been a really wonderfully supportive experience for me. Um, yeah, especially in Hamilton too. This is where I came when I did get divorced. I'm, you know, a long way from home. Uh, I was a single mom. And I found a nice plot of land for not a lot of money with great neighbors. Um, so it's been really positive, very supportive. That's that's one of the things that I've been hearing, like that often I think gets overshadowed that, 
you know, we just, as you touched on earlier, it's just this reputation as opposed to it's once you're, once you're, once you get that stamp, that, that purple stamp, that crab shaped stamp of <laughs> you're, you're in Baltimore, what have you, it's, you're a part of the community and, and people definitely support. And that's, that's my, been my experience. And I've always lived here. Um, you know, it's like, you have to get through a few hurdles sometimes to get that support. But once you got it, you're, it's like, you've been stamped, you've approved, the ink is dry. Uh, <laughs> and that's how that kind of works out. Yeah. The, um, architecture here is amazing. The music scene is amazing. Public television and radio is amazing. Music is amazing. Yeah. Um, it just, all the things I think that sustain and nourish a, a human being, if you're willing to get your hands a bit dirty, is, is what Baltimore's all about. Like the underdog. Like, yeah, absolutely. Go to Baltimore. So, and, and we'll, we'll have a few more uh, entrepreneurial questions to ask, but I want to ask this here. Aside from your, your work, speak on some of your creative interests and or talents, because you're kind of touching on some of those those interests a little bit there. But speak on those a little bit more concretely there. Um, well, I used to own an apothecary um, because, you know, clearly I, I believe that we have a relationship with nature that if we engage in it um, or even intentionally or mindfully consider it, it will respond back to us. And I find that really magical. So horticulture, plant nomenclature, gardening. Um, I've just recently started martial arts actually um, for a similar reason, just like to have discipline. I find that when your body's in motion, your brain's not in motion and your thoughts are so potent that yeah. you just need to be really mindful about them. Um, so oils, crystals, yoga, um, anything of a spiritual nature is really interesting to me. Um, meditation, one of those yeah. things. I, I had a really, because uh, I've always found it to be super challenging and I get frustrated. And that's part of the whole thing of when you're meditating. It's like, you just keep trying. And then you might get a few moments of stillness here and there. And that's enough. But you just keep trying. That's the, the thing with it. And I was like, damn it, I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to be able to meta just be still. I want to do it for an hour. It's like you're not going to do it right. for an hour, at least at this juncture. But uh, I, I had a, I made a concerted effort to um, do that recently. And I was just sitting there, turned off everything, sense of read, deprivation, all of that. And it was just like, I'm just going to focus on just my eyes being closed and did all of that stuff. And I was having like a block creatively. And I just sat there and I meditated on it and kind of came out of it. And the first thing I looked at was this, uh, I have a, a Jenga set, the, the, the tower game. Uh -huh. And I just came up with some like little funny comedic bit, just looking at it. And I was like, Oh, it still works. My brain still works. The comedy's still there. Everything is still working. And I came out of that due to being able to meditate and do that kind of, for me, at least a kind of a reset of there's a bunch of muck here. Let that be where it's at, but let's get back to what you're trying to do. And one of the things I'm a big advocate of, and so I definitely were picking up what you were putting down there is um, having those routines. Like, do you have a practice that you're doing? So, you know, before like doing these podcasts or for, before going into like the day job, there are certain things that I have to do that are going to make sure that I'm running as optimal as I can. So if it's involving me getting up and getting like coffee or tea and hit, uh, uh. <laughs> or, uh, 
doing just like a walk and just kind of clearing my mind, it's a good reset. So definitely incorporating those practices in what you're doing, especially during a time like this. And just, I think a lot of times humans, pe- people are, we're prickly. We poke each other and we don't know it sometimes. So having those resets are very important, especially when you're in business. Yeah, I think the uh, anybody that's successful has rituals or ceremonies, um, you know, a sportsman with his old sock that he's had for 25 years or whatever it might be you you have to have those things because they're your traditions and um i like the martial arts because i can move and it's the not moving thing that i struggle with um but what i've really found useful is just not doing what i usually do whether it's scrolling on my phone or Um, having a glass of wine at the end of the night, those things get put aside to to practice doing something you don't ordinarily do. And so you're unhooked from your story and you're unhooked from those repetitive things that go around. And even if you're not able to still your mind, you can control your breath. And it gives you something something so powerful because um, you're just being. Mm-hmm. You're just being yeah. at that point. And it's really rare. It's not surprising. We're terrible at that. We, we just don't make time for it, you know? So, so yeah, it's, uh, it's vital for success. Absolutely. I, um, I wrote this, this blog years ago when I was applying for a very, very safe office job and they were like, Oh, you're a podcaster. Oh, you do this. Cause I've been podcasting for, for about 12 years. And it was this thing of like, give us your, your, your real, give us your, your, um, your, some examples of your work. And I was like, I have to scrub this because there's a lot of four letter words in these podcasts, <laughs> but I ended up writing and doing a podcast. I did a blog and a podcast specifically for this portfolio. And I spoke on how important it was to make the uh, ordinary extraordinary, make that like, like important. Like if you're just going out there, don't take these things for granted. It was essentially the crux to what I was getting at. And uh, it went over well. I didn't get the job, but it went over well. And I always look back at that as, oh, I can, you know, do this. And this, these things do matter to me. And it's like being aware of it while still having my off-color jokes. Yeah. So that's it's, um, that's the message of the day, isn't it? About being authentic and those yeah. things that are inside of you, getting them outside and overcoming the fear in order to do that and expressing yourself that way. It's, uh, yeah, that's the most powerful thing I think you can do. Absolutely. Very brave. Well, thank you. Um, so as we talk about these rituals to kind of help us out through the day, we have to talk about one of the, or some of the things that lead us to those moments of challenge and, and, and distress and, and well, in distress rather, uh, what would you say some of the, maybe one or, or two of the greatest challenges or great challenges that you've encountered being a, a business owner? Um, it's, it's, the, it's a similar uh, conversation. It's the programming, the paradigms, the limit limiting um ideas and the fear you know you you go out into the big wide world and the world seems so full of fear and uh the body is so restrictive and the energy is so dense and everything's so violent and the planet is suffocating and how do we it's just you know to constantly overcome that and know that that is programming and know that that is limiting beliefs and that that is just a story and to be able to step outside of it the same as the meditation that's the biggest challenge on the daily basis is to have faith 
faith in yourself, have faith in a higher power, have faith that um, it, there's like a sweet spot where you can't put all your eggs in one basket and become complacent. Oh, it'll just work out, you know, I just have faith. But then you also can't sit there and not take chances because you don't know how it's going to work out because you're not in control. It's a co-creation. It's yeah. not something that you're in charge of. So constantly taking calculated risks without knowing how it's going to work out and not falling apart is just the biggest challenge. You know, it's, it's more challenging than the finances or the accountants or hiring or retaining staff because that's such a human thing to do. That has a, a formula, I suppose. But um, be, stepping outside of your comfort zone, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, yeah. what about aspiring or elevating to be something more than what's not broken? You know, being able to uh, look at something and not make risky behavior, but also not stay where it's comfortable to constantly grow and face fear and always be in a place of challenge is energetically very draining. And sure. so... I would I would say that's the biggest challenge for anybody, whether they're a business owner or you know a hardworking single mum that's doing doubles every day. It's it's going to be your biggest thing. It's is to just face fear and step out of the paradigm, the programming. Some some people run into that, and I've been having these conversations with people who are in that really close circle with me, and it's just like. I see the challenges. People just think, oh, you could plug in a microphone and it's, go. Oh, you got it, do it. And there are things that are happening behind the scenes and it combines elements of being a business owner and being an artist and trying to marry the two different things. And, you know, I, I, I'll say once I took, maybe look, some look at it as a leap, leap of faith or what have you, but tried to make a, an effort to put out what I'm doing more broadly and endear myself within a community that I reside during interviews such as this, I wasn't doing that for the majority of this, this, this 12 years. You know, this is something over the last couple of years, because I was like, I don't know if I can trust other people and what if no one likes me and things like that. And I was like, it's, it's, it's part of it is the programming. And it's like, how, how can I navigate that? Like, what is my purpose here? What am I trying to do? Do I want people to listen? Do I want to be a part of the community? And it just took, it took one thing by one orange colored individual that was in a high, high office talking about Baltimore. I was like, Oh, there's the uh, accelerator right there. And I, I got really annoyed. And that was energy for change as, as uh, you know, people in the therapy circles will say, and, and anger is the energy for change. So I started looking at it and it's like, all right, what can I do? Let's do what I know. I know podcasting. I know these different things. Now let's extend it. Let's try to do other things. And, you know, as I do those things that feel like natural calculated growth, again, going with what you were describing, it's just like the universe or whatever we all believe in is just providing for me. It's like, here's another opportunity. You're going to take that. Here's another thing. Oh, here's a sponsor now. And just these different things that just say that inform you, I think that you're in the right direction and you're just taking care of yourself. You're just making sure you're able to still do it. Yeah. My husband says, um, what's the best decision that you can make right now? You know, you've, You've got mud on your shoes, milk in your socks. You've got a parking ticket, your kids crying, you're late for the interview. What's the best thing that you can do right now? You know, there's, um, 
in uh, there's a sage advice about not treading on a tiger's tail. That's different to not getting down when things don't seem to be going. That's not a sign that you should go home and hide behind the couch. That's a sign that this is going to be so worth it when you get to the other side. Now, if it's dangerous, back away. But um, otherwise, you've just got to you know, maintain and and persevere. And there's things that people that you went to school with that were jealous or threatened or just unaware. The things they said are not the things that define you. That's not Absolutely. who you are. And when you're young, you believe them and you fit that mold. And that's, that's, not, that's not the reality of the situation. You know who you are. You know the best thing that you can do in this moment. And with that, you can move forward. And you have to have faith. Like You have to have trust and you have to have faith um, that if you do that, that like a bird singing out, another, the universe is going to sing back. It's an echo. It's a reflection. It's science, you know, you, you put good out there, you're going to get good back. And that's not some hooky dooky kooky stuff that people say. It's, yeah. it's something you can really believe in and invest in. I, I agree. My, my old therapist used to throw this one out there, this, this old chestnut. He's like, yeah, what's the next right thing? Right. Whatever, whatever it is. And it's like, you're the one that's determining it. And in a world where you fall for the whole paradigm, it's a mix. It's like you're in control, but you're not in control. And it's like whatever you're choosing to do, that's on you. So go ahead and do it and, you know, take what comes with it. And there is it, 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 it makes you feel a little more calm because it's like, all right, yeah, I can do this. Or maybe I should do this. It allows you to make the decision, but it's already been decided for you. Ultimately, yeah. it's just which path and how long it's going to take you to get there. Yeah, there's a universal truth running through most things. And the more you can strip back the veils, the more you can align yourself to it. And as long as you're doing your best, um, then it's going to work out, you know? I definitely did not see this conversation going in this metaphysical direction. <laughs> but uh, He's great so, too, though. <laughs> well, I mean, I, it, it's just me sitting there listening to Alan Watts and like, yeah, so then Buddhism or whatever. Uh so I have a few more questions uh, before we before we wrap up here. Um, so let's see. That's a goofy question. So what ultimately what do you hope people, your guests take away from MST spot? What do you want people to take away when they have enjoyed your offerings? Yeah. So even if people don't really know our mission yet, because I'm still struggling to find my voice and the right way to put it out there. And people just think it's tablecloths and hats and white gloves. Even if they don't know that on a subconscious level, um, I think having that seasonality and the mission is something that's nurturing. Um, you know, it's very difficult to go back a little bit earlier, it's very difficult um, to not cut corners. Restaurant margins are so thin. I don't serve alcohol. There's not a lot of foot traffic. It's very hard to not cut corners. But my principles dictate that even though this isn't necessarily a business model that has <laughs> that most people do, um, because I'm really interested in nurturing people and reconnecting them to their food source and something um, sustainable that that somehow will gain traction and that will somehow support me. So when people come here, I want them to know that they are fully loved, nourished. They can be, they can trust the food, they can trust the environment. 
she it transcends time, space, religion, identity, uh, race. It is a place where everybody is welcome. You know, whether you're a construction worker or a church lady, you're yeah. all welcome. We are all here taking a minute out of our day in a safe place, just having one of the last ceremonies left in the world. Um, you know, that cup of tea and a chat and some yeah. sympathy or just some peace, just yeah. a moment to be able to like that meditation, step outside. I want to curate an environment that um, has a little bit of magic and gives you some, you know, hip in your step. Absolutely. So that you can just face that day. I mean, you know, my partner and I, we enjoy gloves and top hats and uh, small dainty <laughs> cups of tea. So, I mean, you, yeah. you've also sold the ticket there. She, I mean, she likes to get dressed up. I just go in there with a Carhartt shirt on and, you know, construction boots. That's just what I do. But you know, she's, she's in the frilly dresses and stuff like that. So, you know, you get, get all kinds. Um, so I have two last questions here. Um, and, and one of these we may have already talked about a little bit with creative interests and talents, but I'll still ask it because... It, this has a weird spin on. I'm into the weird. I'm into the odd. I'm into the unique. What is what would you say your most unusual talent is? So, yeah, you know, um, we've been talking about people uh, speaking their truth. And so yeah. my weirdest talent, I suppose, don't really ever put this out there, but I'm also an energy worker and um, I have channeled messages in the past um, from it's taken me a while to figure out exactly what it was um, but I get given messages about the tools that I can use and the messages that I can give to support other people so um, different tools from source or higher vibrational beings or from the highest part of myself um, so that's, that's a talent that I've kept very hush hush my yeah. whole life, but I've started to feel that, um, you know, if I was to die with that information or that message inside of me, that would be worse than the fear that I would face to, or the ridicule that I would face not being honest about it. So, um, I sense resonance and I, uh, receive messages yeah. and, um, Hopefully it, it, I can use it to anchor frequencies and raise vibrations for, for everybody. I mean, that I, I've, I've had, I think, uh, I think season two, maybe, or it was either season two or season one. Uh, I had one energy worker on and we were, we were kind of having this conversation. I was like, I was getting this vibe because I, I, I'm a, I have a broad array of interests. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I kind of what you're putting down. Uh -huh. It's like, you don't think this is crazy? Like, no, say more. I feel like I'm learning here. That's the direction I go with it, which I think is going to make this next question even more interesting. Um, so if you had the opportunity, and this is the last question I have. So if you had the opportunity, which creative person, live or otherwise, would you want to, want to have tea with and why? You know, I thought about this for a while and originally I wanted to hang out with the hip hop group, the hieroglyphics, because oh, wow. positivity being, you know, change is so powerful. And hip hop was always about street level information, but also about how to overcome it in unity. And I really thought that that was, you know, where I wanted to go with that. But then I realized that I'm a long way from home. 
and I didn't see my grandparents before they died. Oh. And honestly, I think I'd rather sit with one of my grandmothers and um, just have a cup of tea and, and hold their hands because they're both creative in so many ways, whether it was foraging or um, like uh, homeopathy or remedies. I think that that actually is the unsung hero in yeah. our story. And I, I think as an adult, I would like to revisit that. That's a, that's a good, that's a good, that's good right there. I like that. And, and thank you for sharing that. Um, so at this juncture, uh, I'm pretty much done with my questions, but I like to invite all of my guests to have the opportunity to shamelessly, and I mean, just, just make a travesty of this, shamelessly plug anything that you want to plug, your website, your social media, all of that stuff. Um, we are doing parties, birthday parties, intimate gatherings, private gatherings at Emma's Tea Spot. We do brick boxes. Um, we do quarantine care packages. We send things through the mail. We customize and bespoke absolutely everything. Um, we do uh, set menus, vegan food, gluten-free food. We are friendly with every identity the possible and you should go to www.msteaspot.com or email me at emma at msteaspot.com for any of your tea party needs <laughs> that's fantastic and it, that, that was the, the the most precise and quaint version of a plug that i've ever heard so <laughs> points to you on that um so that's that's pretty it, much it for me i'll do my sign off and that'll be it so um for emma canoles i am rob lee saying that there is art in and around baltimore and tea there's tea go get some tea folks don't 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 play yourself <laughs> come on pull up and uh this has been getting to the truth in this art so see you guys next time